This is Unscripted Her. One family, four voices. Hello, Unscripted Her family. We are back. Hey, y'all. Hey, What's up? And it is Happy New Year to those who celebrate yes, the calendar. Happy New Year. Welcome, 2020. Happy New Year. Woo. We've been waiting and we made it even waiting and uh, we are very excited to be with you mm-hmm. in 2021 there's been a lot going on since we were last with it. you i think oh we had God. what did we have an election i think what? we had an election and we counted votes and then we recounted votes and we counted them some more and then we contested those votes and then we proved those votes were right and good and proper and then we had a certification and then we had an uprising and uh, well and now, during- and all this, not to interrupt, during COVID. Yes. And oh my God. Now our COVID deaths are up to extraordinary numbers, over 4,000 a day. Yes, we did. We broke some COVID records. So we're back in 2021, but we're here with the family and with you uh, just to begin to review and address some of what has occurred and Look forward to 2021 and what's going to happen coming up. Um, I'm here, of course, with Darlene Wilson, Ellen Rice Cheever, and Donnelda L. Rice. And I am happy to be here with you all. So, you know. Thank you, Linda Rice. Oh, thank you. Yes, of course. I'm Linda Rice. Uh, I was thinking where where to begin. I really didn't know. But I think maybe the best place to start um, certainly is with acknowledging that um, the Biden-Harris administration is commencing, and we are very excited about that. But before uh, that could happen, we had a little bit of a upset a down at the Capitol. Yeah, a little snafu. snafu. I don't know. If it's not a snafu. <laughs> that was not a little snafu. But before we start, I just want to thank you all and praise the Lord. We made it to 2021. And yes, unscripted first yes. on its second season. Yes. Season two. So, yes, season two. This is the first episode, season two of Unscripted Her. We got picked up for a second season. Did y'all hear? So, um, no, yes. something happened this, this past week that is one of those moments where people tend to remember where they were, when and as it was occurring. Um, I won't say they pale in comparison because 9-11 still stands out, of course. But uh, they are now rivaled by what happened on January 6, 2021, I believe to be a a day that will live forever in American history and in infamy, yes. Um, Do you remember where you were when when you watched this occur or when you heard about what was happening? Yes, I was uh, with you. Were you? (laughs) Yes, I was. I was with you. You mean during the, the domestic terrorist attack? That's yes, what we're yes, calling I'm it. Yeah. Quotes, because okay. that's what it was. Um, but I, yeah, and now after it. As you watched it unfold, what, what were you experiencing? Okay, so what I just wanted to say about that was un- disbelief. I thought I was looking at a third world country. And I kept saying, this is here? This this is America? This is happening? This is America. At the Capitol? Are you sure? The American Capitol. The American Capitol. Yeah. That that will bring a tear to your eye. No, it did. The black, it, white, Spanish, it, Asian. It doesn't matter. It shouldn't happen. Right. It shouldn't it shouldn't happen. happen. In any house. No, it was. 
What were you about to say? Oh, I was just saying, as we get more and more detail and the the video with the black police officer who was being chased initially, it looked like they caught him and they were mm -hmm. chasing him. But when you go back and replay it, and this is the one that did bring tears to my eyes right after I started crying over the others, was the fact that he was goading them. Yeah. And he was pushing them and getting them to chase him, looking over his shoulder like, you know, children, come get me, come get me. Because the people behind him were our Nancy Pelosi, mm -hmm. Mitch McConnell and the gang. He led them away from he danger. And so. he risked his life. He was chased by four or five. Yeah. 10 or so people yeah and he angry vigilante terrorists literally saved the lives that was what stood between our the continuation orderly continuation of our government was one black man willing to be beaten to death i mm. i also wanted to bring up there are certain now buzzwords out there um one of them is the 25th amendment sure. which hasn't gotten yeah. all traction until now so I would love Yeah, I love it. Just talk about yeah. that. It reminds me of my poli sci, yeah, day studying political science, all these terms we learned. And then, you know, it, it, no, it never really coming up in real life. I actually couldn't believe that the 25th Amendment was being discussed. It's just something you read about and you hear about. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Sure. And now this makes Trump the only president that has been impeached twice. The, the House is um, looking at an article of impeachment and listen to the article. Willfully inciting violence against the government of the United States of America. It's that simple. Willfully making statements to encourage and forcibly, and forcibly result in imminent lawless actions in the Capitol. This is our our state of the country yes it is so again i i predict that uh, uh as of the time of, of our audience enjoying this video our president will have been impeached for the second time both yes. with the 25th yeah. amendment because the uh, first but, time they didn't bring up the 25th amendment. okay so the 25th amendment is a little trickier because it requires the cooperation of the cabinet as well as yeah. the, vice president. the vice president it doesn't have anything to do with articles of impeachment it has no, there's two, there's two ways and okay. even though our vice president, Mike Pence, was present in the Capitol at the time that it was stormed, and even though uh, there were shouts by the mob uh, for him to present himself for his hanging, and even though the president made a gallows outside, yeah, though there was a demonstrate to, uh, to yes. affect the lynching of the vice president of the United States, yeah. Mike Pence, there, and even though the president did not call him to check on him, or his family. You know, his daughter was in there as well. And they had no communication whatsoever from the president until Monday, um, the week after the event. The vice president still has so far, as of this filming, declined to participate in the 25th Amendment. And the mm -hmm. Congress has given him the opportunity. Mm -hmm. He's declined to do so. So they're going to move forward and have moved forward, I'm certain with impeachment. And that's okay. where we are. Yep. Welcome to 2021. Um, we yep. did overlook the fact that Georgia has elected its first black right. senator to the United yeah. States Congress, as well as a gentleman named John Ossoff. I think he's like 30 years old, isn't he younger than you? 32, I think. 
33, maybe? 32, I thought. But he's in his early 30s. I thought it was 32. Just happens to be Jewish. And both of them have very strong ties with the former, um, well, with the late great representative John Lewis. So one was his pastor and one was his mentee. Overlook that yeah. because I know that that was a significant uh, achievement on behalf of the um, uh, of the Democrats and I Georgia and Stacey Abrams. Thank you, Stacey. Her ten-year project is coming to fruition, and we yes. thank you for helping us just build a more inclusive America. Ellen has been just looking at 33. diversity. I mean, these these appointments have come out, these nominations have come out kind of piecemeal, one here, one there. But as now we are getting almost the entire uh, makeup of the cabinet, you can really take a look and pause and see that there is indeed diversity in this cabinet. What can you tell us about the cabinet, Ellen? Absolutely. I'm going to... Um... Circle back really quickly because you know my mom. She's like, I gotta find that age. So she's googling over here. So he's thirty three. So we were close. So um, what's his name, Ellen? John Ossis. John Ossis, thirty, a thirty three year old millennial going yeah. to the United States uh, Senate. At, um, he's Jewish and he's going to be representing the great state. And so we are excited for that. Um, but yeah, switching to diversity in the cabinet. So. You know, I think, Darlene, you bring up such a good point. And what resonates with me is that I think for the first time, you see a cabinet that's reflecting America. America, who we are now, and the America that we're growing to be. Um, and I think, you know, I was looking at the different cabinets over time, just starting from um, when I kind of can remember things. So from President Reagan on you know, to our current administration. And for the most part, they were getting more and more diverse. And by diverse, yes, I mean women, I mean people of color. Um, and then of course, with our past administration, it, it, it went um, completely the other way, a full transparency that was one of our least diverse in terms of women um, and people of color. But where we are now is incredible. 50%, 12 out of 24 are women, are nominated, to be women. Um, and I think that's a true testament to who we are. And I also just pulled some numbers because I, I just think it's really interesting um, and really cool what's going on. So of course, you know, his senior advisors, you have uh, Simone um, Sanders, um, she's awesome. And a lot of his aides were women. We talked about this in a previous episode, even with the DNC, but he, he really had, if you looked at who was driving his campaign, he had black women in there and women of color and women in general, um, which is awesome. But a couple things about his cabinet. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's the chief of staff, uh, for vice president elect, uh, Kamala Harris. So you have her, but there's a couple things um, before we really get into the numbers that I think are so cool. The first thing is we all saw, well, you know, us, of course, I'm going to say we, but the Democratic um, debates. And what he did was, which I thought was great, was he's bringing on people like Pete Buttigieg, someone he stood on the debate stage with. Um, also, let's talk about uh, Mayor Walsh, who he elected for as his labor secretary. He's going to nominate. Uh, that's the mayor um, of um, Boston. But what I loved was when he announced him, he said, listen, 
I spoke to Bernie Sanders at length. Again, somebody who they, you know, in the Democratic perspective, were on different ends, if you will. You have more of a um, centrist and more of a progressive, if you will. He said that I'm going to endorse Bernie Bernie Sanders' labor policies. You know, Bernie Sanders big on something I care about, raising the minimum wage from a federal perspective, not just having it state by state by state, um, which I think is awesome. And he said, you know, given the Senate flip that you talked about, Linda, he said, Bernie decided really to say, I'm going to remain a senator. But here he is bringing on his political rivals into his cabinet, which I just think is just outstanding. His vice president, you remember what she said on the stage, you know, saying that little girl that was bus was me. And that is his vice president. And so to me, that's setting a really good precedent and a really good tone for how this administration plans to work. So that's one thing. Um, and then the other thing, off of what you were saying, I also think, again, it's a stark contrast in the character of the man between our current president, our soon-to-be former president, and, uh, and the, the incoming or, or new one, in that he is self-secure and does not worry about having someone who was once a rival. He's not offended. He's not personally affronted. His feelings aren't so hurt that he can't talk to these people anymore. No, it happened and he's moving on and he's welcoming them aboard. And I think that that just speaks volumes about the nature of the individual and what it truly does mean to, to lead. Um, thank you. Um, and the other thing I'll just say, you know, in terms of color, you have six people that are black on the cabinet. So you know, six out of 24, one fourth, 25%, if you will. Uh, four are Latinos, three are Asian. And this one, I'm very excited. We have one that's Native American and I, I'm excited about this because they're going, they've been nominated to lead the interior department, which some people don't know that we have. Um, and they lead the um, Bureau of Indian Affairs, I believe it's called, I may be messing up that actual name. Ooh, and so yeah. now you have, you have an indigenous per person leading the uh, department, which leads the agency for the community that he comes from. And I just think that is outstanding. Um, and I would like to see more um, people uh, from it, the indigenous background, as well as people, and I know we don't wanna talk about it often, but people with disabilities. I think that's where we're going next. People with uh, disabilities, taking leadership roles, um, I think would just be outstanding. Tell us what you think the top three priorities for the Biden-Harris well, administration will be, Donelda. I don't, I think COVID distribution, obviously, vaccine and uh, vaccine distribution. Biden has already said that he is going to lean toward single doses just to get uh, vaccine in arms. And he's yeah. going to take a national approach work more closely with the states and not take the kind of helper skelter. This, this ad hoc, you know, we might be the only Western nation, I have to confirm this, where we're doing our vaccine um, distribution on an ad hoc state-by-state -state basis. Every county by county gets to set their own. And then it goes down county yeah, by county. Yeah, county by county. They, they're looking at the CDC. I know this is a side note, but I think our viewers need to understand what's going on here. This is fascinating when I really understood this. Did y'all know that they are looking at, they, they look at the CDC guidelines and then I, the state of Virginia say, 
here's what I'm going to do. Here's the population I'm going to pick. I'm going to say it's, I think Virginia, I was reading it's 75 and up, but mm-hmm. in certain counties in Virginia, to your point, it might be a little bit younger. I'm going to pick this. And then um, California says, no, nope, we're going to do it for our teachers. These are hypotheticals. And so anyways, what Biden has said, that's not working. Um, this state by state, non-coordinated ad hoc basis, uh, unlike let's say the UK. The UK has a federal approach um, and other nations have a coordinated approaches from their, their unified system of government. So they're able to track things. He said, no, we're going to set up a federal system of vaccination, the federal approach where I continue to coordinate with the states. And that's a big thing that he's focusing yeah. on. And then just to piggyback on that, Ellen, mm-hmm. he also is focusing on providing the states with the equipment. The states were left to go and buy these mm-hmm. super, super, or coolers, which you can't buy at Home Depot. Y'all might not know this, but you can't get a cooler that keeps temperatures at consistent temperature at minus 50 Fahrenheit at Home Depot. They're Why especially important. Why do we need a cooler that's oh, the, I'm sorry. The flu, one of the flu vaccines has to be named maintained at minus 50. Yes. One of the flu, these are very complicated. COVID vaccines. I'm sorry, COVID. I'm sorry. These vaccines are extraordinarily uh, complicated to administer. Mm -hmm. You need to be trained to administer it. You have to administer it within so many hours of opening a packet. Mm -hmm. That means you have to have arms available to have the administration. Mm -hmm. They have a day or more of reactions. So you have to have people available to take people over who are reacting. Plus, because we only had expedited clinical trials they're trying to follow the reactions of all of the people. So that's, if it sounds difficult, it's 10 times more difficult than I'm describing. The moving I was going to ask, um, well, let me get your question, then I have a question for you. No, too. go ahead. I forgot Darlene's an expert. That, no, well, and Donelda, to that point, this vaccine, you have to take two shots. That's you have to you have wait to take a week. Two shots with one so of them, yes. And, and take the second one. one of the avenues I think the Biden-Harris administration will be exploring is whether or not we can just get that first shot out and then we'll worry about the second one as soon as opportunity presents. Um, but I will ask, I'll start with you. Will you get the shot? Will I get the shot right now? So if it were available to you tomorrow, would you go to the CVS and get it? If it was available for me tomorrow? Yes, I would. All right. How about I you, Ellen? Yes, I would. No hesitation yet? Uh, no, I, I have hesitation, but I have to look at whether the uh, the pros and cons or whether the good outweighs the bad. And I think it's more, I was talking to a physician about this who uh, also understood concerns, especially being a Black person, a person with coexisting uh, previous conditions. You know, I have asthma, for instance, and having one of the things that um, I'm sure my mom will talk about is the fact with the clinical trials, you know, you didn't really get to see all the impacts of the vaccination on people with different sorts of diseases yeah. and conditions. So we're tracking that now. So that that is my concern. And they said people that are allergic to things, I'm allergic to a lot of stuff. So yeah, I am very, very concerned, but I, I'll, I'll take my chances. How about you? Yeah. You know, darling, no. No, hell no. Not yet. Hell no. 
I'm with Nancy Wilson and Jonathan Capehart's 85-year-old mom. No, 75-year-old mom. No. And, and isn't it and, interesting that you and I and are possibly in the, we're approaching the vulnerable category if not there already, but I am still a little hesitant. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait my turn. I'm going to wait too. And it's not because I'm not willing to make the sacrifice for my country or my children. Certainly, if my children or your children, Candace and uh, Ellen and the babies are going to be vaccinated, I might rethink that. Mm -hmm. But I have serious concern. I have no zero, not a confidence in, in the planning that went into this distribution. I think the vaccines, which included a, a prominent women of color in their development, are trustworthy. My problem is this is a vaccine that once it leaves out of the development, out of the lab, it has to go into trucks that are maintained at certain It's highly logistical and every piece of this logis logistical equation is precise. And if one thing is off, it sets the everything whole equation is off. off and everything. And, and people must be properly trained in order to administer them. They're just all sorts of little tiny pieces. And when you hear about things like, oh, the truck wasn't properly maintained at cooling levels, this, that, and the other, that does not give me the level of comfort. But I think once we have another administration in place that will pay more attention to the little, to the small details mm -hmm. and pay more attention to the correct implementation, the science, the whole nine yards, I wouldn't hesitate. I would encourage our audience to uh, do your own research, consult and confer with your own healthcare professionals and decide what is going to be best for you and your family. Uh, we do exactly. need to uh, get a handle on it. And it seems like the most promising opportunity to do so will be through a widespread, safe and effective vaccination program. So I'm just gonna ask each of us, what are you looking forward to from the Biden-Harris administration? What are your expectations? What, what's gonna make you most excited about them? Just give me your feedback on that. I'll start with you, Darlene. Wow, there's so many things. I know, you know what popped into my head first, um, someone's paying attention to climate control. Oh, how about that? I agree. Yes, yes. Yeah. Climate is a real thing. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. What's happening with climate is a real thing. And Let us not debate whether it's real or not anymore. Let us now establish and recognize that it is real and do something about it. How about that? How about that? And I was concerned about the, the loss of jobs. Okay, we got unemployment. Yeah, we lost a lot of jobs behind this COVID. And uh, Joe and Barack gave us one of the lowest unemployment rates ever. Yes, uh, so I think that will be able coming to get out of one of the highest back. ever, mm -hmm. the Great Recession. Yes. And I think um, Joe and Kamala will get us back That's on track exactly. there. What right. about you, Ellen? Uh, I think for me, I'm looking for healing for our country. I think we've had uh, a lot of hurt. Um, and uh, it, it's been heartbreaking. And so I'm looking for uh, ushering in just just a, a place of healing for our nation and for our na our nation to start to come together and rebuild uh, the America that we really are, bringing in uh, different perspectives, people from different backgrounds to come up with the best policies to address some of the issues I'm passionate about. Um, I'm passionate about um, 
our economy, like Darlene said, jobs. I'm passionate about healthcare, healthcare disparities, uh, particularly those impacting Black women and individuals from um, low-income communities. Uh, it's like two different, two different healthcare. Um, healthcare uh, systems, if you will, based on how you look and how much money you make. Um, I'm interested in the student loan crisis that we have. Um, our student loan debt is out of control. It's over $1.2 um, trillion dollars, mm -hmm. and it is literally killing our next generation, mm -hmm. killing the Black people because mm -hmm. so many had to take Particularly out loans. Particularly Black women. Black women are the number one um, population group taking students. But we'll loans. talk about that when yeah. we talk about um, So yeah, time. so those those are the things that I'm passionate about, um, healthcare and our economy and, and bringing our nation back together to heal. Thank right. you, Elvis. Thank you. Yes. You know, I'm passionate about the spirit of comedy. I, I honestly believe that the United States, when this country puts its mind to it, there is nothing we cannot do. When we believe in ourselves and we believe in one another, we put men on the moon for whatever reason, we put them up there, but we also come up with vaccines that can save the world. All of the things that we have done in the past, we came up with public education. We were the leaders in rebuilding a country, a world at the end of World War II. When we stop fighting ourselves and we sit down, you know, the thing, America was never this perfect place, but more Americans were oriented toward being better and working together in community than we're not. And I want us to go back there. I may not agree with Mitch McConnell, but my goodness, I don't think he really wants to destroy this country. And I don't think he wants to, to characterize anyone else that way. <laughs> I guess all I'm saying is that I will say I'm looking forward to what Joe Biden said, a sense of comedy coming together, working, together i don't think because you have a different political affiliation that you're the end of you're the worst person on earth amen well and said. i i can say that i'm really looking forward to turning on a news program oh yes having to hear about a presidential tweet at all yeah i don't think that's the way joe biden's going to govern or communicate i certainly don't want to hear any insulting by tweeting i won't hear those <laughs> I won't hear any angry, mean, vituperative tweets. I won't hear any um, firings by tweet. We won't start any wars by tweet. Professionalism. We won't set policy by We won't tweet. leave countries at war by tweet. We won't make hiring policies by tweet. Yes, or firing policies. That and I'm also just looking forward to hearing a president speak in complete sentences, sentences. Uh, that, that makes sense. I'm looking forward to our are the return. I'm looking forward to conversations again. I really am. I'm looking forward to just This is my I'm looking forward to. And I'm looking forward to complete sentences with a subject, a verb, and a noun all in the right place. That's going to be fun for me. Like I said, we're back for episode one of season two of 2021. Of unscripted her and we are streaming on all platforms selling how many platforms are all there? podcast platforms i can't name them all but spotify <laughs> google apple podcast um 
there's a bunch of them. So wherever you get the podcast, we're on there. Go. We're on YouTube as well. So and follow us. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And give us your feedback, ideas for shows, things that we did or said that you disagree with. I won't pay attention to them if you disagree, but you're welcome I, to provide them in. Okay. But, but in any event, we, we want to hear from you. We want your feedback. You, we want you to follow us. We want you to subscribe to us. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Facebook we are thanks to our magic millennial. We are out here and we have uh, we've got something to say, but you've got something to say too. And we will bring you guests uh, and give you opportunities to be heard. This is Unscripted Her. One family, four voices.